Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophet Speak. Today we continue our study of the first book of Kings, that is Melachim Aleph, chapter 21, Parakhof Aleph. We have just read of the terrible, terrible, disgusting story of how Izevel, how Jezebel stole the vineyard um, of Navot and arranged for his murder. Um, now Ahav then just went ahead and waltzed onto the field and took it as if there was nothing wrong with doing what he had done, just to get an idea of how depraved this king and queen were. Now we are going to hear of God's response to Ahav. The word of God came to Elijah, the Tishbite, Elijah the prophet, saying as follows. He disappeared from the scene for a little bit, but God is going to send him to Ahav for another message. One gets the sense when we read what we're about to read that the reason why God brought Eliyahu back on board and not one of those other prophets that had been around before is because Eliyahu in particular is a thorn under the skin of Ahav and God wanted to drive it in the message in really hard. But uh, obviously, who knows? But that's just with a sense that, that I, I seem to get from the verses we're about to read. But let's go ahead. So verse 18. I want you to go down. Now, presumably he was in, um, in Judah at this time. That's where we last left him. He was in the southern kingdom of Judah. Now, although in modern terms we usually refer to going north as going up and south as going down simply because of the way our maps are aligned, and that's how we learn how to read maps. But in those days, north wasn't up or down or south wasn't up or down. Uh, down was from a high place to a low place. And when one goes from Yehuda. From, uh, from the Judean mountains north, one's going down. So therefore, Ahav went down to, to the king, Ahav, the king of Israel, and Shomron, or at least God tells him to go down. And where you're going to find him is in the vineyard of Navot, because he went there in order to take possession of it. And I want you to tell him, Lamar, as follows. So says God, did you just go ahead and murder someone and then you go ahead and take possession? Like, what kind of a person are you? And I want you to say to him, Lamar as follows, So says God, In that spot where the dogs licked up the blood of Navot, who was stoned, So too will the dogs lick up your blood as well. And Achav said to Eliyahu, So you found me, my enemy? You know, Achav looks at Eliyahu, of course, as his big enemy, right? Um, even though when they parted, it was Achav and Eliyahu were getting along fine after Harakarmel. It was uh, Izevel who threw Eliyahu out. But by now, Izevel obviously had gotten to Achav enough that he considers Eliyahu his enemy. Vayomer, and he said, Matsasi, yes, I have found you. Ya'an hismakercha la Adonai, because you have, hismakercha um, uh, here is because you have uh, made yourself known or made yourself seen to God and by doing terrible things in the eyes of God. Hineni, or, or actually, or hismakercha, you have sold yourself to the evil, right? 
by um, by doing evil in the eyes of God. I am going to bring upon you evil. And I am going to destroy after you. I am going to completely, in other words, not only am I going to bring bad to you, I am going to destroy you and everything that's with you. I am going to destroy from you and your family, of Achav's family, everyone. Literally means every man. It's a very vulgar way. We've had this term before that when God declares destruction on an evil person, he refers to them in a very vulgar way of mashtin bakir, one who urinates against the wall, which obviously refers to a man. And everyone among the Israelites, whether they are atzur or azuv, whether they are banded to others, in other words, they're servants of others, or azuv, or whether they are free and on their own, I am going to destroy them all, no matter who they are. We've had that term several times before as well. I'm going to destroy your house just like I destroyed the house of Yeravam Benavat. Because um, um, uh, Jeroboam, remember, his house was destroyed. And then after him, Muchavet Basha Benachia. Like the house of Basha Benachia was another, the next king, who also was destroyed. Why? Because of the uh, anger that you provoked and then brought sin upon the people of Israel. In other words, this event it was the was was the, uh, the 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 straw that broke the camel's back. In other words, you've been making the people of Israel sin for a long time now. But this one, this just went over the edge. And regarding Izevel, God also spoke. What's interesting is we didn't have a record of this uh, this prophecy to to uh, Eliyahu regarding Izevel. But presumably here, Eliyahu is stating this in the name of God. So presumably this was part of the prophecy. But um, he says, Haklavim et Izevel bechel Yisrael, that the, the dogs will eat the body of Izevel in the field of Jezreel. In Jezreel, where the vineyard is, Izevel's body will be slaughtered and eaten by the dogs. Anyone from Achav's family that dies in the city, will be eaten by the dogs that roam around the city. And those that die in the field will be eaten by the vultures and the birds of the sky. There was never anyone as bad as Achav who, was, who sold himself to evil in the eyes of God. Because he allowed himself to be uh, uh, um, seduced into evil by his wife Jezebel. And after that, and this is something that we didn't hear about Achav until now, but we're hearing about it now. A little bit we did, but not that much. Drew him after the the um, the idols and the and the things that the abominations that they used to do in the worship of the idol. So, so it's the, and here the verse is, is, is hinting to the fact that it's the worship of idols that leads to the lack of morality. Uh, a monotheist, one who believes in a God of morality that demands morality from us, understands that one has to live a good and proper life. Someone who, who, who worships idols and sacrifices to idols and, and engages in all sorts of, 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 of horrific practices go, comes to the idea that morality doesn't matter. One way gets set, one way gets um, 
what they want from the gods is, is through appeasement to the gods, not through living a moral and proper and ethical life. Like all of those things that the Amorites did, the Amorites who lived in this land before, that God had, had gotten rid of from before the people of Israel. And the people of Israel are here now and they're acting in the same way. This is a really important verse here because it's emphasizing to us why the Israelites came here in order to establish a moral and just kingdom, a moral and just society. Otherwise, the Amori could have stayed, right? It's just the re- they threw out the Amorim because that's, that's how bad they were. And now Achav is acting just like they did. It was when Achav heard this terrible curse that was put upon him by, uh, that was conveyed to him by Eliyahu from God. By Adov, he tore his clothing. By Osam Sakal Bisaro, he dressed in sackcloth. By and he fasted. By Yishkav Basok, and he lied down in sackcloth. By Yahalechat, and he walked slowly. So he he did some sort of repentance here. He 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 he, he felt some sort of regret. Elio's harsh words reached him in his heart somewhere. Again, we see a slight sliver of something good about Achav. Not much, but a slight sliver of something, a slight sliver of humility. When God saw this act of repentance, God spoke to Eliyahu, to Elijah the prophet, to Elijah the Tishbite, as saying as follows, Have you seen that Ahab, that Achav, has humbled himself before me? Yan ki nechnami ponai, because he was humbled himself before me. Lo I will not bring the evil in his days. Rather, be made beno in the days of his son, Avi So that's when I will bring the evil and destruction to his home. We had this similar when we talked about uh, previous kings. However, the um, the uh, key thing here is the nichna, the humility. Someone is ready to humble themselves before God. There is a little bit of hope. There's a little bit of something. That's the key. One who is too arrogant to even recognize they did a mistake, that person is hopeless. But here, um, Achav earned a little bit with this uh, with this humble um, repentance. Not too much, because he didn't exactly uh, reach the greatest end, which we'll read about in the next chapter. But... Um, but he did not have to go through the suffering that was described, the terrible suffering that was described and, and uh, prophesied about his family that Eliyahu just relayed to him. So this concludes chapter 21. Thank you so much for studying chapter 21 together. Looking forward to studying chapter 22, which is the final chapter of 1 Kings, the first, uh, the first book of Kings, which is really the first half of the book of Kings because it's really all one book. And um, looking forward to studying that together. I enjoyed studying this together with you. Have a wonderful day.